You're listening to The Company of One podcast, episode number 126. Welcome to The Company of One podcast featuring Dale Callahan. Dedicated to helping you find freedom in life and with your career. Learn how to not only increase your income, but take control of the income you acquire. Let's ignite that inner entrepreneur in you. Now, welcoming your host, Dale Callahan. And it's great to have you back here. It is the, uh, well, it's the beginning of the year, probably, if you're listening to this. For many of you, it's the beginning of 2017 when this gets released. Uh, of course, podcasts tend to go on and on and have a lifetime of their own. But, you know, that's where it is for me, anyway, at the beginning of uh, 2017. And one of the things I've been trying to help people do, uh, and, and something I do very often, is what we might call uh, personal assessments. You know, if you've ever been to a gym and you go and you're, um, uh, you know, before they start you on a workout plan, they assess where you are. They try to see how much energy you have, how much you can lift, how much strength you have, where you are weak, where you are strong. And one of the things that we need to do is the same kind of thing, you know, periodically for what we might call our personal economy. Where are we spending our time, our talent, our, our treasures, you know, the, the kind of things, how you're doing on money, uh, how you're doing at work, and all things are related to money and income and, uh, you know, all those things that make everything run in your household. Uh, so... Uh, I wanted to do something. I mean, I was doing something the other day, and I thought, well, I'll pass this out, and I'll do a uh, an assessment download. And so I've done that. Uh, it took me a lot longer. I've got it right here in my hand, but it took me a lot longer to get ready for you than I thought it would. Uh, so, I, so I've really been working on this a couple of weeks, trying to nail down what the heck do I mean here. Uh, so what I'm going to do today is, is just to go over this assessment. There's nothing really magical about here about except me just plowing through what it means. Um, so uh, I'm going. If you will go to to get the assessment, and, and if you're lit, not you know obviously many of you you're listening to it running or driving or something like this, but the assessment is going to be at dellcallahan.com 126. And you will find a download and access to this download and it's the assessment of your personal economy. And it's just really what it is is a thought process to kind of get you where you're going. Today, what I want to do is cover what's in this assessment. You know, if you want to take it or if you want to just kind of do it on your own, whatever makes sense. Uh, but we want to just take a snapshot. And so I'm going to just walk you down. If you can go over to dalecallahan.com slash 126 for episode number 126, and you will find this download. Now, I'm going to talk through it, and I'm, I'm doing this for two reasons. Is Number one is so you can do your assessment. And number two, if you download it and you're trying to think through, okay, what does this mean? Um, and, and how do I use this? Because I, there are some fairly simple questions, but I have found out that most of the time, simple questions are not that simple. Uh, I've also attached to it just kind of a rough sketch of a typical person, you know, typical client I'm working with. Uh, I've changed the name and all, but some of their basic data that's there. Uh, so I've got the assessment, and then I've got an example filled out by hand. So hopefully you can read it. It's in my writing, so hopefully you can read that. 
So let me just jump through them. I'm, I'm assuming you've got the download. It's titled Assessment of Your Personal Economy. It's got a place uh, for your name, and it's kind of got three parts, part one, part two, and part three. And it's not many pages, so don't get too freaked out by that, but it's part one, part two, and part three. So I'm going to start with your, and just walk you through this. Uh, in part one, what we are doing is gathering data. That's all it is. Just try to get data down. And because without good data, you don't really know what you've got. Uh, hopefully, you already do some of this. But if not, you know, this will be a chance to do it. We start out as with part uh, with a part one in A. It says income. List all your sources of income before taxes. Now, that confuses people, and this can get really weird but what I mean is basically if you're being paid $86,000 a year by your employer just use that number I mean don't worry about what's on the pay stub how much went to insurance how much went to taxes all that kind of junk that gets taken out just use the flat number uh, it, it will work for what we need um, so I've got an income sources and I'm looking for you just to, to put down your income sources highest to lowest so in, uh, in the example I'm giving him, uh, there's a guy by the name of George, and it's his person, his salary at his job, his salary of his wife is his other income, and then uh, and then he has a side business pressure washing and a side business on eBay sales. Uh, so you just kind of want to look at all the money coming into your household. Now you may have things like rental income. Uh, you may have uh, income coming in from all kinds, of, you know, maybe you've, maybe you've got some kind of court case that was settled and there's some kind of payment coming to you. Whatever it is, I mean, just all of the income checks that come to you, uh, we used to say mailbox type stuff, but whatever comes to you and gets deposited or comes in the mailbox monthly. Uh, so, and I want you to kind of total it up on an annual basis though. So for the most part, that's going to be your salaries. And then if you have, um, if you have side incomes, like side jobs, uh, you know, like for instance, you cut grass in the summer, you know, just average that out over the year. So I make about $36,000 a year cutting grass, you know, so that's just, just the total. That's all that matters. So uh, what we're looking here is total household income. Now I, I am pinpointing household, but so make sure you include your spouse that you get your total household income and just put that number down there front in front of you. So it's just totaling them out. And there is a reason we want to think through the order of the thing of how much they are. So if you need to write on a separate sheet of paper first, because some of you don't know which ones are bigger. Um, and for me, by the way, when I did this, I was surprised that some of mine, I had them out of order. Some of the incomes that I was getting was bigger than I thought. So uh, if you don't know, just writing them down helps. The second thing is emergency fund. Now, I'm not going to go too much into what an emergency fund is. Hopefully you know, but basically this is money you have set aside for emergencies. And if you listen to Dave Ramsey, you know where emergencies are not. You find this shiny little object in the store you need to buy. But emergencies are just things like, hey, there's something that's going wrong. i got a uh, water heater that's gone out. There's something i got to take care of to keep life functioning and as, as it is. So it's a, it's a fund. So what is your emergency fund balance? If you, if you don't have one, then it's zero. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about that later. But the, um, we, your emergency fund balance, and for most of us, this is in a savings account or a money market account or something like this. And it's just the money you have set aside. Uh, in his example here, he's got $6,000. 
Part C is your monthly expenses. Now, many of you are going to have to guess at this. I don't mean sit down and do a big giant budget, but kind of just look back if you're using any budgeting software or something that should be able to get kind of an average. You can log a lot of you can log onto your bank and kind of just sum up an average for a month. You know, you know whatever works for you. You know what works for a lot of people is to get three months, average it out. If you got if you're using something like Mint or Quicken or something like that, you can quickly get a total annual expenses. Uh, but look at monthly, so divide it by 12 to get to the monthly expenses. George's case was $5,200. Uh, so, uh, all right, so Part D is assets. Part D is what we're looking at as assets, and these are the things that you own. Uh, the value of the things that you own. For many of you, if you own a home and you're not renting, it's going to be your home is going to be your biggest asset. Now, I'm not talking about how, forget how much is on your mortgage. Just what's the value of the home? We'll get to the mortgage in a minute. If you don't know your value of your home, go to Zillow.com. There's a link in the download. Uh, and type in your address, and it will have at least a good estimate of a value. Uh, you know, if you see things way off base, you can help it. But, you you know, for for George, his house is worth about $285,000. Now, forget what he owes, but if the sales, the sales price is going to be about $285,000. That's what we're looking for is the sell price, not how much you got to pay back on your mortgage. Your automobiles, the same way, if you own automobiles, uh, it's the total value it would sell for, not what's on the note. So so in George's case, he's got home, auto, he's got a checking savings account, he's got some 401k balances. Uh, now, you might, by the way, need some extra sheets of paper depending on how many things you've, you've got here because I'm just giving you some questions. But uh, your, your um, 401ks, your IRAs, anything that you've got in the bank, anything, and it's kind of like all the money you can grab a hold of if the whole world fell apart and you got to sell it all to have money. That's what we consider an asset. Uh, so, I'm, excuse me, I'm turning the page here so I can look at the assessment as I'm talking through you. So you're going to total up your total assets. Okay, so that, again, that has nothing to do with bank loans or anything. That's just total assets. Part E is your debt. That's the other part of this. How much do you owe? In biggest to smallest. Now, I don't mean your monthly payment. So let, let's let me kind of walk through that part. George here, he has a mortgage of one hundred and fifty-nine thousand. We said his house was worth two hundred and eighty-five. So one hundred and fifty-nine thousand is what he owes. So if if he wrote a check for one hundred and fifty-nine thousand five hundred, it's what I had in there. One hundred fifty-nine thousand five hundred. If he writes that check today, he owns the home clear. Um, so that's what we're looking at. Um, is the total amount to pay it off. A student loan, not your monthly payment here. I'm looking at the total amount to pay it off. So what you want to do is take your debts, all the things you owe, and list them in the highest to the lowest. And I mean the, to pay it off. And if you need another sheet of paper, and many of you will, because I only got like six blanks here, but uh, if you need another sheet of paper, use that. So, um, but you do, this is a very important number to get to. It's is your debt in order to highest to lowest. Uh, your work hours. I'm asking you this work hours, and this is something just for you to think about. How many hours a week are you spending at work, you and your spouse? 
Okay, so I don't mean total. I mean each one of you. Uh, how many are you spending a week at work? How many hours at work? And I don't mean if you're the stay-at-home mom or something. I don't mean that. I mean away from the home. How many hours are you spending on someone else's time and budget? Um, <coughs> a part that was part F. Part G is your work activity. Now this is this is one of the more telling things that I spend a lot of time on in some of the past podcasts is how many hours do you spend a week in meetings? You probably know I say that a lot of meetings are wasted time, a lot of email is wasted time, talking to coworkers is wasted time. And I've done some studies on this myself and I've looked at other studies other people have done and you probably way are going to way underestimate this number. That's okay. Let's just get an estimate. Just just kind of think back, you know, for your past couple of weeks, how many hours per week are you spending in meetings? How many hours per week are you spending on email? How many hours per week talking to coworkers? And by that I mean they come by your office or your cubicle or they walk by and, hey, I got a question or, hey, how about that football game? You know, just it, it, whether it's work-related or not, how many hours are you spending just kind of what we call drive-by conversations? And then reading. Since many of you spend a lot of time reading reports, uh, you know, reading material for work, you know, how much time. And so I've asked you to do that and then estimate, based upon your hours at work, how many of those percentages hours are used in these, these particular areas. Um, all right, so that's part G. Now, those are just some quick questions, but what I'm going to ask you to do next in part two, I'm sorry, that was part 1G. Now, in part two, we're going to do a little bit of analysis of the data. We're going to calculate some things. So first, I'm going to start with what I call income independence. And then you know in the company of one model, having too much income tied up, uh, matter of fact, business in general, having too much of your income tied up in single sources is dangerous. And for many of us, it's in salary. So I'm asking you to calculate of your total income, how much side income is? What's your percentage of non-salary income? So if you and your spouse work, you know, and you have some things you sell on eBay and you have a side business or something like that, you know, what's the total side business income that you have, whether it's eBay sales or whatever it is? What's the side business income you have uh, divided by your total income? So what percentage of your total income is not salary? And again, the reason for that is you don't have a lot of control over your salary income. So I'm looking where you got control. Uh, in his example here, he just totally, he's got 10%. So I give you the formula. And what I'm really looking here for is a 25% rule. I've done a podcast on this in the past, um, and I'll put a link to that. But you should have 25% of your income coming from some other source than your salary. And we call that income independence. And uh I'll go, I go into that in the podcast, but that's not here. I'm just really giving you some data to look at. Part B, 2B, is growing your income. And here I'm asking you to really think, and this is part of the thing we can spend some more time on, but going back into your, um, your major sources of income, list them out to top three. What's the top three sources of income? And then what are three things you can do 
to increase your income. For many of you, that's going to be your salary. So I'm just asking you, what are three things that you can do to grow your salary? What are three things your spouse can do to grow their salary? What are three, if you have a little side business, you know, I do lawn care or I sell on eBay, what are three things you can do to increase that income? I just want you to kind of get the juices flowing here and start thinking. What are just some kind of obvious right there, as we call it, you know, what's the term? The low-hanging fruit, one of the terms we probably should write off for the year. But uh, what's you know what are those obvious things that you think you might could do or start working toward to increase your income? Part two C is asking you about your emergency fund. Do you have enough? Now, if you follow somebody like a Dave Ramsey, you probably know what that number is. But basically, it's three to six months worth of expenses. So a minimum would be three months worth of expenses. So based since you listed your expenses, I'm just asking you to calculate it here. Do you do you have enough? Do you meet the minimum? Are you okay? Do you do you have work to do? And again, we're just getting data at this point. Uh, par, uh, part two D is to calculate your net worth. Now we did we did something a minute ago. We calculated your total assets and your total debt. When you subtract your, your total assets, all the things you own, minus your total debt, all the things you owe, you have what's called your net worth. And uh, many people that I talk to have never, ever calculated that. They have zero idea what their total worth is. Uh, now, I'm not putting all worth on money, but there is a... There is a uh, for those of you who are thinking towards any kind of retirement, whether you're thinking towards any kind of income independence, net worth is really critical to think toward the, especially retirement, uh, for those of you who are thinking that path. Uh, by the way, I'm not. Just And I know some of you are with me on that. That's not really where you're thinking. But I think net worth is still a great indicator of how you are doing in a financial world. Now, Many of you have never thought about how much net worth you should have if you have calculated how much you should you have. So I'm using some data from the millionaire next door, kind of what he, the author there thinks that should be. Uh, so in, I'll just tell you real quick, if you take your age times your total household income pre-tax, the number I gave you to start with, your age times your total household income pre-tax divided by 10, I mean annual income, divided by 10, that should be your net worth. So you might be able to do that in your head if you kind of know this, you know, right now. But if not, you know, this is that's where you should be. And really, I'm just looking, you know, where are, are you under or are you over? And I don't mean that's where you should be. That's kind of a desired baseline. You know, you may be way over. But if you're way under, you know, you've got some work to do. Uh, so that's D. Now, from this, this just um, these are some very quick assessment numbers. All I'm asking you to do now in part three is to just look back at your data and create an action plan. What are some things you feel like need to be addressed? Are, was there any glaring things that are pointed out here? Just putting numbers on paper just really helps you think through that and set some goals. So I'm asking you, what are you, what do you need to be addressed? What specific goals do you need to meet to, for your personal economy? What are five specific things you can do in the next 90 days? And a very important thing, this is where I've really come to appreciate this last question. What do you need to learn for these things to happen? What do you need to learn? I remember Zig Ziglar saying that in, in his goal setting thing, and I thought, I need to learn. But every time I go after something, I need to learn 
something. I need to learn how to. Uh, like in George's example here, one of the things he was like, I've got debt, I've got emergency fund, I've got to grow, I've got several things. What do I do first? You know, it goes back to my like my podcast and overwhelm. What do I do first? And just prioritizing things. How do you do that? So I'm giving you this. This is a personal assessment. I would hey in doing it. This is for you. I'm not. This is you print it, you download it, you write on it with your own pen. I'm not collecting data or anything. But I would be interested to hear what did you come up with. What are some goals? Where do you stand on some of these things? Just You can shoot me back an email, dale at dalecallahan.com. I'm not sharing any of this data, uh, so you share whatever you want to. But it's always interesting to kind of hear, hey, where are you struggling? I get a lot of people questions that say, hey, I find I'm making this much money and I've got this much net worth. What should I be worth? I've had a lot of people ask that question uh, recently. So... Awesome. So hopefully this is uh, some help to you. This is, again, a personal assessment. I'm doing things like this. I wanted to share it with you because I was hoping it might just help you guide some things that you're doing and some activity you're doing. And maybe there's some things you need to be doing and maybe there's some things you need to quit doing. And sometimes just looking at the data will help that. So this is awesome. It's great to be with you. I'm a little over the 15-minute mark today, but I wanted to share this assessment with you. Again, everything's at DaleCallahan.com, 126. See you next week.